Are those prescription sunglasses? This one is, not this one. <laughs> Can you read this? I like big dickies. That's right. Oh, that's right. And ma'am, what is under that raincoat? Get the camera ready, I'm honey. Ready. Oh, oh, yeah. oh my, my God. goodness, talk about low-hanging fruit. Oh, Damn. Well, the ones in the coat, they look a little bit brown. They're too ripe for me. Or would me. you like this one Well, fresh. that one looks like Very it's fresh. not ripe enough. <laughs> I am going absolutely bonkers in the Chevy. I know what these two are thinking. They want a piece of my bananas. <laughs> All right, we got a picture? We got a picture, Okay, ma'am, thank you very much. You can take your bananas and leave. Would you like some? Uh, I, I'm allergic to bananas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the perfect combination of RuPaul playing a character that she could play all day. Yes. With best supporting T.S. Madison, with a queen like Nymphia with this banana hanging out at a DMV. I mean, this... Mm. This was really just like the, you know, the peanut butter and the chocolate of the episode. It was like, oh, so many great tastes, great, even greater together. Yeah, this is a mini challenge to remember, go back to it. It, like you said, it just kind of eats into the best part of RuPaul's kind of banter. It's when she gets to play this type of character. I mean, granted, last week's was. I also love that character, right? This kind of just like abusive photographer. Um, and this is just another version of that woman. Yeah, you know? this is just, this is that woman's sister uh, who works the DMV. What I love about this is like, there's there's T.S. Madison interact with, there's props, mm. there's the clipboard. I mean, mm. there's just getting to see RuPaul do all of that little like micro moment naturalistic acting that she like mm. puts on that I love so much. Oh, yeah, the 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 shots of T.S. Madison typing on that computer right. uh, were some of my favorite ASMR yeah. clips from the episode. Fingers of Drag Race, T.S. Madison typing on that computer. <laughs> and then you have, like last week uh, with Dawn on the porch, Nymphia just, just wailing the beach balls back at RuPaul and T.S. Mm -hmm. Madison. Yeah. So well done. Uh, you know, the I like Big Dickies, that was the second beach ball she hit back. The first one was like immediately, oh, this one is, not this one. Yeah. It's a great response. Right. And and it was just like, I don't know, giving RuPaul so many things to play with the, with the bananas. Uh -huh. See, those don't yes. those look too ripe for me. <laughs> when she does that right, that's not ripe enough. They're too ripe for yeah, me. Yeah, when she does that, <laughs> that little like crinkle it's just so funny <laughs> uh i loved her rupaul's reaction to i like big dickies it was just so nonchalant that's right that's mm -hmm. right <laughs> oh i it was great that's right you got it right that's right wow. okay <laughs> good answer yeah i this is just yeah this was such a good idea and of course like after last week it was like okay the 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 first photo shoot of the season for each cast is going to be a bit of a production and i would say that this one this one is just so much more in my like this is, i mean i'm at a dmv in linden you know what i mean like mm. um this mm -hmm. takes me back to new jersey whereas last week that that was a nice neighborhood that was maybe up in warren you know what i mean i went yeah i went to the dmv in lodi that's where oh, I got my. What was in Lodi? What was the other thing that was in Lodi? 
Uh, Lodi is really close to the Meadowlands. Yeah, because there was like a, because it wasn't the, was it the land to make believe? No, that was up. That was in like Netcong or something. Folks, we're right, going Jersey. Yeah, we're going. Oh shit. We're going really <laughs> Jersey. Like I don't even think Lodi exists anymore. I think Lodi. What? No, I, it's like I can't imagine Lodi existing in 2024. I can only imagine it existing in a commercial on Z100 in 1997. In Lodi, New Jersey. Well, Lo- Lodi is still borough in Bergen County. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. Right next to Hackensack. I thought yep. it was the... Oh, Mary, maybe maybe you're thinking of the Urban Air Trampoline and Adventure Park in Teterboro, which is, you know, right next By to the Lodi. airport, by the Teterboro airport, you know, maybe you're taking a little bit of a regional flight. <laughs> Tittyboro. <laughs> the Tittyboro Airport. Yeah, there's a little strip club by the Teterboro Airport called the Tittyboro Airport. Oh, my God. We're going to be talking about the Tittyboro that uh, we saw at the end of this episode. Uh, oh, a later. yeah, we are um, in the Tittyboro. Uh, <laughs> but no, I did love uh, Nymphia Wind. I think she uh, she should have been in the top, right? If, she, if there was like a top three, I think, you know, uh, she would have been in the top. Whether she's top one or two, I think we'll discuss that later. Um, but yeah, her ability to banter, her ability to, I don't know, just um, have that comedy like right under her dress, right? You know? Well, and just from the very beginning, it was like, look at this, look at this, this nut, this little weirdo. Yeah. Like, look at this kooky egg, this crazy goose. Like, right off the bat, I, I appreciate Nymphia. Like, I think Nymphia feels like the right kind of kooky that isn't self-produced or isn't trying to self-edit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I think you're too kooky to edit. What I loved about this episode, and, you know, there was, the, the jury's sort of still out, uh, but it sounds like most people liked the first episode more. Um, but what I liked about this episode is that it reminded me that this is a drag show and that none of this is really that serious. And you have a queen like Nymphia who... Is, is just embodies that like drag in and of itself is, you know, the, the protest and it can be silly and not take itself too seriously because then it, then I think it has even more power. Well, I think, I think you just drop it an act to an Easter egg for something we'll probably talk Correct. about later, <laughs> uh, but we'll get there. Cause this episode, I, I, I think that I may have overall had more generally good feelings in the previous premiere but i think this one was like you know it's like when you're cooking you have to cook certain you have to like if you're putting like a bunch of things in a pot you you can't you got to put the potatoes in early but you put like the spinach in later because it, it's it's not going to take as long well, to yeah. cook or the garlic you put that in later cuz you don't want it to burn you want to keep it aromatic right. and i think maybe yes. last week we got some of them we got some of those potatoes in there we got you know some onions. corn onions uh-huh. maybe corn or something but this week it was like let's throw some aromatics in there that we don't want to burn off too quickly let's throw in now throw the shrimp in now throw the shrimp in. Okay. And I think like that can be a lot on its own. You're like, Ooh, I need the potato. What are you calling plasma now? Yeah, what, what are you saying about me? But I think what it, I need a potato like Amanda to balance out the garlic of Jane is what I'm trying to say. I give me my potatoes back, you know? <laughs> oh God, uh, this is um, this is a great little metaphor, Mary. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I did like this this episode. I I think 
I think people are looking at the talent show, right? And being like, or, you know, just the cast in general and sort of comparing. Um, and I don't think we can compare quite yet. Um, I will say that the talent acts in this episode, yeah, they were mostly kind of lip syncs. Um, that being said, there was one or two talent acts where I'm like, well, those were really remarkable. I mean, there, there was certainly a variety this week. There was, you know, I, I think it's a sum of its parts. You know what I mean? It's like there were a lot of lip syncs, but then there was a button down and short set. Oh, oh, Mary, okay, don't get me started okay. on how hard I'm going to stand okay. and how I will be. I will be the one protecting that opinion that nobody will agree with. Right. It's like that meme, like what drag race right. opinion will have you like this? Uh, and no, it is. That was absolutely correct. It was <laughs> At that there was no reveal from that. We, you know, we went to Coles. We stayed in Coles. We left from Coles. <laughs> we were wearing Coles. You know, it, it, we beautiful shorts, lovely shorts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beautiful shorts, lovely shorts, um, sensible heels. And I oh, wouldn't change a God. thing. And I wouldn't. I, but like, so, so there's things like that where it's like, yeah, but, you know, so, and obviously the name on everybody's lips, we're going to have to talk about the Jane situation. Jane. Oh, Jane. Janie Wayne. Janie yeah. Wayne. Jane. Yeah, Jane. Yeah. Jane. Please cut this. Jane. 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 I can't. Jane. Sound crazy. I sound like, yeah. yeah. Jane. Jane. You sound like a mean person. Jane. Jane. I mean. Jane. We'll get into it. Newsflash. I'm human. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but that, I will say, that nip slipping at the end, I don't know, Mary. The, the power of the nipple, um, because it just kind of refreshed all palettes. I don't know. I, I was just like, that was brilliant television. Um, and we'll get into it. I mean, I think I, I think this episode in and of itself is an act one gun for a narrative. This episode, I'll say this, especially when it comes to Miss Jane, uh, the editing was so deliberate and so specific. And the mm. whole time I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, you guys are here <laughs> to goop. I know exactly what you're doing. Oh, you are like Twitter is losing its mind. Like. When I went yes. on Twitter, because I hate myself, but I looked, it wasn't even RuPaul's Drag Race that it was trending. It was just plain Jane. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this is exactly what was intended. I have such a tinfoil hat theory about plain Jane, which we'll get into. But before we get into it, Mary, why don't you tell our Mary's what they're listening to well you know they are of course listening to another episode of all right mary all right mary right mary which is of course our podcast dedicated to all things draggy queenie campy and queer i'm johnny and that's the tea and i'm colin and i'm the bobby of staten island and that's the tea honey b protect megami at all costs okay listen if we're going to just set up Act protect One Guns. Protect queer art, but protect Megami. Right. <laughs> I just need to set up a couple of Act One Guns. Is I... All right, Mary. Also, I I may be alone on Staten Island when it comes to Megami. Oh, meaning you don't 
you love her. You like everyone can just shut up. That was amazing. And I, and before she even got to the Wait, easel. No, no, no. I I don't care. I don't care. Mary, nope. Mary, the flag wasn't even steep. That's fine. It was uh, real. <laughs> it was real. We don't sometimes we don't have time to steam our flags. Okay. Okay. You know, it was trampled uh, by being in a plastic I, bag in a box. Look, it makes for, I guess, more interesting podcast content for us to disagree. Uh, so we could absolutely have a little debate later about Megami's uh, number. And at the same time, I can say, what a little goose, what a creative little gander, uh, protect Megami. I just, I don't know. You know what it was? Is before I saw the, the episode, she posted on Twitter. I feel like she knew. It was like, okay, you know, I'm about to have a rough night. And... <laughs> So, so let me just let me just fortify the castle a little. So she kind of posted like, listen, you know, I'm a little nervous about tonight, but like this is just what I do. And she posted some clips of her doing very nightgowns kind of drag, very like, oh, you know, fabulous. very like yeah. similar kind of style that, you know, we like that kind of park and bark. Here's my heart. You know, right. here's my lungs. And so seeing that, I was like, oh, well, I love this. I love when a drag queen does. I love when a drag queen goes full Tony Collette, full Heather Gay, you know, because they are now on the same shelf. I love that. So yes, work. And so I went in subjective. I went in saying, hmm, Megami is, is, you know, potential pizza. You know what I mean? So let it be known. Mm. I am very subjective because I came in with a taste, you know? Yeah, you know, Mary, I, before we kind of jump into the episode, uh, we should remind our Marys, you know, good times ever to sign up for Patreon. What do we do on Patreon, Mary? Well, now's a great time because if you join us at the Sister Mary level uh, for uh, just $5 a month, you are getting access to all of our Canada's Drag Race Season 4 uh, coverage, which, of course, we're wrapping up this week with the finale. And so if you've missed out on an iconic season of television from up north, Thanks to Melinda Verga. Uh, now is a great uh, time to hear our thoughts. Um, but you'd also be getting access to Nuance, the All Right Mary After Show, where this season, uh, other than you know maybe catching up on things that we've we've been watching or things happening in the in the Dragiverse, we uh, have also officially opened up the Mary Mailbag. So we want to mm. hear from you. We are answering your questions. We are addressing your needs directly on nuance this season so it is indeed a great time to submit your questions and then join us on nuance to hear our answers um and not for nothing not to cut you off but then there's also the only mary's level where you get all of that plus a couple other bonus episodes a month where we go even deeper into our personal lives we queen out on things that may not be drag related but are just things we love to queen out on um but it's just a whole other level of episode to get for ten dollars a month yeah, I we're uh, I'm making it my goal this week to make sure that we that the Patreon can feed through to Spotify. That's uh, my 2024 new goal, so that you don't have to listen to Patreon through just Apple Podcasts. Um, the other thing that I just wanted to throw out there, just to entice you some more, you know, it's five dollars for a month. You know, every little bit helps, obviously, and it's just like buying us a cup of coffee. 
So uh, if, if even if you don't want to listen to Patreon, consider being a Patreon just to kind of throw us some uh, some coffee, coffee money. Mm. How about that? Or one of those, you know, at Dunkin' Donuts at Dunks, they got these like those wake up wraps. They now they got them with pancakes again, which I love. Oh God, what are you doing? I am eating. Uh, oh, they're delicious. <laughs> I am eating. I am eating. I I am eating. No crumbs are left. I am seated. She ate. She ate. And you know, I could buy like. I could probably buy two of those for maybe five bucks a month, maybe one and a half. But so that's what you could be contributing to. You could be buying me a Dunkin' Donuts wake up wrap with the pancake. Mm. Well, wake up before you go, go. Yeah, Mary. wake up, six. Um, yeah, wake up. Uh, <clears throat> and wake up, Alanis. Uh, so listen, um, thanks, Mary, uh, for our little Patreon uh, commercial there. Um, I don't know why, uh, what I was, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. Um, so we had a, a split premiere. This is the second of the split premiere. And it made me kind of question, oh, there goes my cat. Um, it made me kind of question why the split premiere is, you know, it, it's fallen out of favor. People don't like it. Um, I will say last season was very refreshing in the sense that uh, while, you know, it was a two-part opener episode, Mary, I don't know if you recall, but somebody went home every single week well that's what i was because i was looking up like about some past talent shows because you know i had some thoughts and things i think i was reminded of and i was looking up about like season i guess 14 and i was like oh i don't remember any of those talent shows and then it said that orion story did a comedy act and she went home and then i was like oh right didn't she like poop on yeah. the stage in that in that yes she had one in the in the canister she had one of yes yeah, right she was just like oops i pooped my leotard and they sent her home <laughs> but then they brought them back right right yeah. they brought them back the third episode um <clears throat> diabetes being the other right one. Um, right so so but i remember it being very refreshing last season like okay one a week great um so the split premieres, there haven't actually been that many. The first one was in season six. And, uh -huh. you know, people are always like, oh, where does the where are the front runners, you know, in each one? It looks like Drag Race has done a very good job at splitting out the top five across the two episodes. So, you know, whether they know it at that, you know, that's another conspiracy theory, but whether they know the top five or not at the start of each season, um, season six had Adore and Bendela Creme in the first episode. And the second premiere had Bianca, Courtney and Darian. Um, and, you know, as you remember, Two queens went home. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Two queens went home. With Which is sort of why it worked, I think. Yeah. Again, without without meeting any, like, half of the other cast <laughs> and or showing any of the looks they brought, I just think that is like, oh. People keep talking about how Dragula has lost its edge. Drag Race has lost its edge. They used to be like, yeah, see ya. at six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see ya. Oh, well, don't even unpack your bag, Magnolia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that was season six. And, you know, I think the cast was strong enough. It was also the first time they were doing, you know, the, the big opening uh, twice, um, you know, so it I guess it sort of worked. Um, the next time they did it, Mary, it wasn't until season 12, the assassination of season 12. Oh, my God. The first episode. And you remember the controversy here uh, with Cherry Pie. So the first episode had Gigi. 
Crystal Method, Heidi in Closet, and Jackie Cox. Okay. Mm-hmm. Four, like, pow, you know? Yeah. Boom, boom, pows. Uh, yes. Thank you, Fergie. Um, and then episode two had Jada and Cherry Pie. Um, I think that the the split opening for that season, I think, was overshadowed by COVID um, and by Sherry Pie. Um, so oh, whatever yeah. your thoughts are, you know, for that, uh, I just feel like, I, do we count that season as, you know, uh, whether it was a good double opening? I think I season know, 12 think? is its own little chamber piece. It's its own little, you mm. know what I mean? It's season 12 is its own it it only to me in a way season 12 only exists as this thing we all watched in lockdown <laughs> and it was like oh yeah the world everyone's yeah. getting sick and then there's this alice and mossy situation i'm supposed to worry about yeah it's like oh god like wild wild like i don't even like <laughs> twitter didn't know what to be upset about because it was just like too much perspective Oh, well, no, they were all very, very upset about Cherry oh, Pie. I mean, it was right before. I remember because I saw two episodes oh, in Portland. Right, because it was it was it because that it premiered like in February and then it was. Yes. Yeah. Or like late January. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, the next one they did, you know, then they did, uh, you know, the split openings twice in a row. They did season 13 and season 14. Um, season 13, the first episode, uh, this is when they lip synced against each other. So that we we all met them the first episode, and then they split them up for episode two and three. Mm-hmm. So they had the winners episode and the losers episode. And the only queen in the top five that was not, well, I guess top four, was uh, that was in the losers episode was Rosé. Otherwise, that second episode had Simone, Candy, Gottmik, and Olivia. Um, so I don't know. Do we count that as a double opening? Um, because the first episode we met them all and we got lip syncs. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it's kind of like it was a, uh, it was a, it, you, it was one opening and then they just kept pushing and it turned into two openings. You know, which happens if you're yeah. if you're if you're patient. You know. I guess people didn't really go home for a while on season 13 or season 14 because season 14, that was when you had um, you had two queens go home, but then they came back. Um, and the first episode had Willow and Bosco. And I have to say Willow's talent show was is I mean, it is very memorable. Um, and then the second episode was Camden, Angeria and Daya and Daya went home. Then she came back, you know, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows with these queens, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I think I, I, after experiencing the second premiere, just to kind of put a bow on this topic, I, I do think that it is a stronger start to the season. If you have all the queens there and it's like a design challenge, something like that. However, I love that. I only have to remember seven queens in one week. Yeah, to start. I I guess the the opinion or the feeling that people don't like the split premiere. I was I guess I'm alone on Governor's Island as well because I I like the split premiere. I like that I get to get to know everybody, you know, uh, a little bit more. You know, and nobody goes home yet, and I get to get you know like people. And it's like especially after this week, I was like, oh my god, 
Amanda's coming back the third episode. Like all these people, you know, oh my God, we get to see a Mirage again. And like, oh, the journey I've gone on with Mirage and that talent show that we've all gone on with Mirage and that talent mm. show. It's like, I, I don't see any negatives, but like, you know, everybody is free to dislike what everybody wants to dislike. So, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just don't send a death threat to a queen that you've never met before. Right. There you go. Yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> that banana is not ripe enough for me. That's what I know. <laughs> It's not ripe enough. Anyway, uh, that's our think piece on the, the split premiere. Uh, there you go, Mary. Yeah. Uh, no opinion. Yeah. <laughs> no split pea soup. Now we can start talking. Uh, split uh, Jacques fin soup, madame. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's delicious. Well, let's uh, uh, let's jump in. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. So uh, first in, uh, we get to meet Hershey LaCour Jete, who uh, is, of course, you know, a, a, Sister of cornbread, um, who's quite uh, yeah, quite the energy yeah. on Twitter these days, which is you know really a, a, just a big miscongeniality, oh, yeah, energy, oh. yeah. Um, what a journey! Uh, well, I love her. She, I love her. She because she, and we said this on the Only Marys episode, but um, when you describe yourself as doing auntie drag, like it's just an all right, Mary dog whistle. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, again, I was like, right away, it's like, okay, well. Uh, then I am going to be so here for you later in those contempo casual um, dress shorts. Correct. Okay, like then then I've got the context, you know. <laughs> My mom used to call them. You you must know Bermuda shorts. Oh my god, I haven't heard that term. <laughs> I haven't heard that term since Lodi, New Jersey. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, wearing Bermuda shorts in Lodi. No, that's what the 90s sounded like. Going to the jungle on safari in some Bermuda in shorts. In some Bermuda shorts. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. And, you know, I was a child when I would be wearing Bermuda shorts that she would dress me in, you know, because moms bought clothing for mm -hmm. their children, um, if you're lucky. Um, but, yeah, no, and they always went, like, below my knee. Yeah, it's, it starts to look like, I, you look like an insane clown posse eventually. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so, yes, Hershey LaCour comes in. Uh, she's a good energy to start out. Uh, in terms of Cornbread Mary, like... I don't know. We could talk about it in the Mary mailbag because I know somebody uh, wrote in about questioning about uh, cornbread. So we will talk a little bit more. But one thing I do remember about cornbread on her season was that not only was her talent show very, very nuanced and very, very good, but she was very funny. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to see what Hershey Liqueur Jeté is bringing in from the house of Jeté. I, you know, listen, and, and you can't judge, you know, you can't judge a queen by her sister, you know? So uh, just look at <laughs> sugar and spice. You know what I mean? She's just my sister. Yeah, Hershey's the cute one. Cornbread's just your sister. <laughs> I want to see the two of them do a lip sync of I am the cute one. She's just my sister. That's all I want. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I I liked Hershey, and then when Plasma came in, I loved Hershey. The two of them were bantering back and forth. It could have lasted the whole episode. Yeah, that was, and I I I like the energy between the two of them. I think with Plasma, what I am, what I've gathered this episode is, I feel like we've got a bit of a Lucy 2.0 situation going on. Oh, Mary. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, there is the, the production is doing something um, with plasma. There's a couple moments sure. where I was like, Oh, 
very Laduca, very Laduca, you know? The fact that she's, in one scene, she's wearing Jan's robe, uh-huh. okay? You know, showing us that, you know, uh, she thinks she's the underdog, and then what they say to her, uh, yeah, I... Mm-hmm. They're doing something to plasma here. And she comes in. I mean, it's just also like it's a very familiar like the 54 below of it all. You know what I mean? Like you just she just I look at her and I'm like, I can see that chintzy red wallpaper behind you. And you're out to see Linda Eater in concert at 54 below. I see you, Plasma. I know who you are. I know you have Linda Eater. Yeah, whatever. I call her Eater. Because she ate, honey. She didn't leave any crumbs. Man of La Mancha, bitch. <laughs> Someone like you. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was seated for Eater. Bring on the man. Yeah. yeah. I'm a seater for Eater. I'll tell you what. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, Plasma, uh, you know, there is, there's a Bosco quality to her. And there's a Sasha Velour quality to, to, quality to her. But her edit is actually giving me Utica. Oh, Utica, Utica. I think they're going to Utica her. Yeah. I okay, I'm I'm feeling I mean there's there is a quote later that we'll get to where I I am firmly in the in the Laduca situation where I'm worried about her. Like, oh, girl. <laughs> I think this I think this pin cushion in the first episode might be prophetic, honey. Oh my god. <gasps> the poetics of drag race. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, let's pick the one with the blood name." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then let's bleed her dry slowly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I you know, she's she is a very young queen. She's obviously very talented. So I do hope that they treat her, you know, kindly uh in the edit, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I did love her and Hershey going back and forth. Um I thought it was I thought both of them had such a congenial energy to to their interaction you know i mean we gotta soak up the congeniality in this episode while it's here because you know oh, we got an incoming oh, yeah. landing but first i mean oh yeah before that no you before the before you fly in a plane you usually you usually drive in a yeah, car so beep vroom, beep vroom, yeah you gotta drive to the airport airport before you take off you know <laughs> that's right, um, that's right. <laughs> did you need a car yeah did you need, <laughs> no okay so this raises an important question it's is it a pun Gen- yes, Geneva. Ca- Geneva car. Geneva car. Gen- Geneva car. But that's Janita. That's th- that would be like J A N I T A. Janita car is a great drag name. Yes, but it's 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 you know it's like hiding closet. It's like one of those like say it fast and don't blink. But know? that's my that might be like how people tried to make Pomara fifth be pour me a fifth. Oh yes, not very good, Pomara. No. Well, I like I like Geneva car. Oh Geneva car. Car. Oh Geneva car. Geneva car. Geneva car. It's just Janita. It's just it's the D to the V. It's the only change I need. Janita Carr. D to the V to the A to the bitch. You know the rest. Yeah, I but That's I but is. I need more. But no, Geneva Carr. Now I I also am coming in sweet on her because in our Meet yes. the Queens episode on Only Marys, we really dug into we, we really dug into Brownsville. You know what I'm saying? Okay, um, oh. but we tried to really understand like what is this? Where is what's going on in Brownsville? And it was so I kind of what we discovered it was like there's drag in Brownsville, like there's drag everywhere, um, and uh, we know that because Geneva's there and now Geneva's here. She's from Brownsville. Meet Geneva, everybody. Uh, well- 
I love Geneva. I love her energy. She is giving me some pizza queen energy. Um, I th- she said some. She she has a quote that you could put on a tote bag later. Um, yeah, I feel like I might meme the fuck out of it. Um, it's when Hershey is. It was after Hershey did her whiplash routine, and Geneva's like, you know, I'm confused about why she was in the jungle. But whoa. oh, I love that. Yeah, and I feel like you could put that clip like next to the. Um, gorillas in the mist poster mm-hmm. uh any any kind of um discussion about jane goodall um you know oh, uh, romancing the I stone i was just you know? gonna <laughs> say romancing the stone i'm confused why she was in the jungle but work it's like she was in the <laughs> jungle work. because her sister has been kidnapped joni Joni, I need you to come to the Hotel Cartagena. Sorry, I, I have to finish the whole thing if I do a... Listen, yes. No, co- Hotel Cartagena is something that just, like, is burned in certain children's yeah. minds. Um, where's the tote bag about co- Hotel Cartagena, Yeah, I just... Mary? It's like there is something about... Um, that actress, her name is Mary Ellen Trainer. There's something about Mary Ellen Trainer's pronunciation of, I need you to come to the Hotel Cartagena. Uh <laughs> so good it's so bad uh, we will we will cover that movie very soon i can't wait say i that. love that movie yeah, let's say that um well yeah so we get the car car comes in the parking lot vroom vroom mary and then the plane lands uh with those big tits so listen i'm just gonna come right out and say it here's my conspiracy theory and this is just a conspiracy theory this is not based in any fact this is only based in stupid observations about watching this show for God, over a decade now, um, and also other reality television. Plain Jane reads as a production ringer to me. It's like someone that they pay to come on and play the villain under the understanding that she won't win. Um, and because it, I mean, she she just came in. There was that whole part where she's like, oh, I hope the next bitch slips. It's like, how did she know that? How did she know that Nymphia was going to come in and do the banana thing? I mean, listen. Back in All Stars 3, there is a still not disproven theory that BB was the mole, you know? Oh, yes. So there yes. is no reason to doubt that perhaps Plain Jane was flown in special, you know? Like they check the flight logs, you know? Check those flight logs because I think we've got, I think we've got a. Uh, a mysterious passenger here plain jane okay first of all like i can't unhear mean bosco like it's just like yeah it it is bosco's voice except bosco is much uh more congenial okay and uh, in eva destruction's body yes okay well okay (laughs) so because there's there's an eva destruct yes it's a mix of eva destruction and there is rose right heartthrob anderson Oh, no, 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 no. We Okay, we'll talk about that. On the because I also episode. have extended thoughts on Heartthrob Anderson because I've watched that show on YouTube that he's hosting with Monet. Oh, no. Where they, where oh, they sew dresses in a school gymnasium. And oh, God. I did not mind him. So I feel like I might need to, in 2024, in this Lord's Leap year, Lord's a Leapin', I may need to come around on H.T. Anderson. this episode could also be called colin is on an island yes i am on a lot of islands i am like those islands they built off of dubai that no one can live on um because no one wants to buy them i am the world of islands that no one wants to live on off of dubai 
Listen, a lot of people love uh, Rob Anderson. Uh, a lot of people love him. Um, but Plain Jane, on the other hand, is so... Like, even before the show premiered, Mary. Yeah. There's, I mean, controversy, controversy, controversy. Um, and then here she is on the show doing a pretty controversial act, right? Like, it's almost like... Hey, will you piss off some of our listeners by having a big breastplate like Jimbo? Uh, will you, you know, insult lots of the queens? Be really, um, you know, uh, be really, uh, what's the word? Um, confident, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I feel like a lot of Drag Race fans do not like confidence. Uh, that's laced with bitchiness. Um, I will also say this. There's a lot of people that are like, fuck yes, give us this. This is what we've been wanting. This is what we've been wanting. But I, I, I have to call shade because if this, if plain Jane was overweight or maybe looked a little different, I don't think, I think people would have ruined her by now. Well, and I think that that maybe supports your theory that if you were going to throw this, this sort of experimental, like let's, let's, ringer. let's toss this ringer in the mix that we know is going to a you know, remind people of like some people are like, yeah, this reminds me of Raven and season two. Old school drag race is back. Queens are mm. bitchy, don't you know? Blah blah. Like it starts that conversation, and then yeah. there's like the other half of it of like, and if you're going to cast somebody in that role, if your theory is true, wouldn't you cast a conventionally good-looking white guy? Yes. Okay. So like, I just think there's <laughs> that. I mean. I think Mistress has been making some good points on Twitter of like, okay, time to cancel all of their accounts. Okay. Cause that's what right. they did to Harley season. That's right. And so it's just like, Mary, of course. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, Oh, that's why like, listen, I'll, I'll say this. Did, you know, did the part of me that wants to watch seven cinnamon rolls interact every week, like feel like, Oh, I don't know if I like this plain Jane thing. Did a part of me bristle a little bit? Yeah, of course, because that's just how the good Lord made me. But the editing was so deliberate. And the fact that the queen that they showed being so shady all episode ended up winning the episode and immunity. I was like, okay, no, this is just chapter one. This is just chapter one. Oh no, this is going to, this, you know, about the, the, the plane, the Alaska Airlines plane with the door falling uh-huh. off. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, <laughs> we've only taken we've off. Only taken the door off. hasn't fallen. Off. It wasn't even a door. It was a window. That part of the plane has not fallen off. No, yet. no. This is the bolt is still this, in we're, place. We're still in flight. Yeah, the bolt is <laughs> right. is loose, but it hasn't fallen off yet. So yeah, maybe there was like an alert sound, but uh, the alert has sounded. Yes. Um. And and you know what? It started with the quote, and I was like, I wonder what Colin did. When Plain Jane said on national television uh, that's premiering across lots of gay bars, I just took a fat dump on them, didn't I? Because that's that's what that character would do. They would just brazenly talk about pooping yes. right on television because right. it's like, what? I'm hot. You know, it's just there's I, it's, it's yeah. brazen. It's brazen and it's brazen. And you know what? By the way. Don't think I missed the air violin during the lip sync. I saw that. I saw. I that. saw that. Um, listen, I mean, even from her Meet the Queens video, uh, you know, taking a little shot at Katya brilliantly. Right. It was a joke, obviously. But like, you know, 
it, it, plain Jane seems to be very, very aware of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a kind of like a, a total understanding of her comedy, of her drag, of where she is in the room and she did not let up on insulting the queens granted there was like it was laced with like oh but no you guys did really well like in untucked at least like there were parts like that because she still needs to get along with these people um but what they are showing us is just teeth right now well and like i don't want to jump too far but like the fact that she was the one to go oh rate a queen Mm, i'm gonna do 52 pickup instead like yeah oh i'll rate a queen and yeah so like there's just yeah she did it the she, opposite way yeah she was the only one yeah who was like yeah. oh oh you want me to you want me to fuck with you want me to fuck with the system but you don't want me to pull it you don't want me to pull a bend de la creme and grab the white out but you definitely want me to fuck with these queens a little bit that's why we're doing raid a queen i got it insert the ding sound here you know i mean it's oh. like i'm not i i guess i want to say this as well that like I I am not of the team of like, oh, my God, I'm so loving this whole plain Jane thing because I don't want it to read of like, like, I'm not really living for it, but I'm not going to be like upset by it because I see that. No, it's a show. Be- I'm not taking any of this seriously. That's what I learned about episode by episode two is like the think pieces on drag race and blah, blah, blah. Like, all that is great content. All of that is totally valid and works in this world. And we can also just watch this as a drag show and it's drag and there it's reality TV and they're all going to be fine with each other. Uh, hopefully the fandom will calm the fuck down. Well, that's not going to um, happen. And it, but well, right, yeah. right. And so if that's not going to happen, you might as well just have an entertaining show. We saw Melinda Verga and how brilliant that was. If plain Jane, all plain Jane is doing is like, I don't know, uh, kind of playing the haughty, uh, the, the the haughty matriarch, you know, or the 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 Uncle Scar that wants to come in, you know, the the Raven, if you will. Like, why not? Well, it's like uh, we loved what she did to Mimi on first. We lived for it. We still live for it, right? Because of the drag of it all. So as long as she kind of keeps us, keeps it elevated to that space, I, I I'm I'm. It's gonna be fine. It's I hope. Hopefully, it won't cause like real life destruction. Well, I think it's like, it's, it's part, a percentage of it is like what, you know, what plain Jane's doing, but like a huge portion of it is like what the show is deliberately showing us, right? Like they are deliberately editing this a certain way. I mean, like we'll get to it, but to to deliberately place that talking head after Megami's performance, that's a choice that they're making and they know what they're doing. And it is so clear to me that we are setting up a story this season that has barely played out. And so I also trust that like by season 16, these story producers are like, we know what we know what we're doing. We like, if you just watch the season tomorrow, yeah, just watch, just watch, just watch the show. Tamar, watch the show. You always say, you always say wrong. Cause I, I, she and I, we we were, she and I, we, I learned from reading and she and I were on the phone once. And I said, I like to call you tomorrow. And she said, that's fine by me, honey. Who is this? And then she hung up. So listen, you're talking about something that happens later, but like, yeah, plain Jane's critique right after Megami's critique is that could have been the clip of the week, right? It's talking about uh, the, the, the difference between the impact of, 
of those two drag shows that we got to watch. However long they were, they're still drag shows. So, yeah, it is all very deliberate. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I uh, they, they were like, great, you're going to be the villain? Perfect. Uh, you can handle this? Okay, great. You know? it's. I mean, it's certainly of all the queens this season for by for good or for not so good plain jane is the name on everyone's lips and well this uh this week yeah for sure and had been um, with the controversy before it's like it there's right. just like wow like right we are two weeks into the season and it's it's as if it's sasha colby on season 14 you know like that's the name well Oh, okay. I don't know. That's going a little. It's going a little far. I will say, uh, to offset that, we do have this kind of. Um, if Plain Jane is like the antihero or the villain, we have Nymphia who comes in last, and I feel like all episode it's just like, look at this bitch. Look at this queen. She she's wholesome. She's lovely. She's funny. She's sort of doing the comedy that plain Jane is doing, but she's likable. Uh, it's a very interesting edit that Nymphia is getting, uh, from the start. And yeah, how could you not fall, fall in love with her? I, yeah, I think Nymphia, I mean, I, you know, we're, we're skipping over Megami and Maya, but, uh, Oh, well, Nymphia didn't even recognize Megami. (laughs) There was that. It was like, Oh, hi. Uh, Megami. (laughs) Uh, he, Charlie Theron, everybody. Uh, hey guys, yeah. this is Charlie Theron. <laughs> hey guys, it's Charlie Theron. Um, you know Maya, I like love Maya. Actually, um, Maya is this this little gymnastics twirling, flipping meatball, and I would I would pay to see a Maya show. And I can't place who she looks like out of drag, but I'm going to just put an um, earmark on Esther Roll. But stick with me. I haven't figured it out yet. And hey, there's no shame in looking like Esther Roll. I love Esther Roll. Work. Yeah, you love Esther Roll. Do you want to talk any more about this mini challenge that we loved? Um, I do. No, I think that I want to just acknowledge, you know, bringing out. Connie, T.S. Madison, I was just like, oh, my God, all season, just keep bringing these two back. I can't get enough of the the both of them. It was great. Um, And I just wanted to note, there was at one point, I think it was during Megami's shoot, where they were, like, asking for, like, uh, show us the great erection. And she's like, oh, I I can't. It's really tight. And RuPaul has this, like, really nuanced way of going, all right, I'm going to just write erectile dysfunction on on, on here. And there's, like, a reach for the pen while she's doing it. Uh Uh-huh. It was just uh-huh. like, oh, I love when Rue. I wrote that. I down. love when Rue yeah. does that. I love when Rue finds that little like uh, 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 kind of like thing. Uh-huh. Ugh, <laughs> I love that. So I just need to acknowledge that. Um, I wanted to acknowledge Love Connie's breastplate had the line. I saw it. I know. I was like, we have got to stop with this, <laughs> Connie. <laughs> um, I love when RuPaul says, um, "Under whore, I'm gonna check." Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. He was having so much fun with this. I just, you know, yes. for as much as I felt like last week RuPaul was, you know, phoning it in over a, you know, an Amazon tablet, uh, you know, behind the door this week, I was like, ugh, Ru's got enough spoons to really play. Yeah. No, she's, I, I feel like she's kind of, she's leaned into her new job, mm-hmm. right? She's like, well, I guess I got to do this now. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of cringe Kremenem is in the hizzy for shiz boy moments in this episode. Um, and one of them happened in this 
like it was just like this earworm where I was like, ah, and it's when Megami says, I live for the camera. Oh, I know. I know. Because then they cut to the photo shoot and I was like, I don't know if you're, I don't, I don't. I'm not seeing. Listen, I'm sure she's a sweetie dog. Yeah. But the way that they edit some of these queens, because the other one, I'll just bring this up now later, because it was in the um, like the coming up uh, part. But it's when Plasma says, I guess this brings into question how we play the game. Oh, and it's just that like, oh, how we play the game. I'm just like, oh, God, I, there's something about it that makes my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, I, I also, I think just once it's like, oh, no, they're going to talk about strategy. I hate when they do this. They, this yeah. is always like such a, a phoned-in conversation. Like, oh, well, how are we going to play this game? I don't care. Just play it. That and, uh, I mean, if you're all discussing it as a group, there's no strategy. Right. Right, exactly. It's like break into little groups, break into little, you know, alliances. And they did that and and Plain Jane overheard them. It's just like, no, this is they're on set. It's uh, like you're not fooling anybody. And sure, play it out. If you are going to play it out with strategy, like do that and don't let us know that Plain Jane can hear everything, right? Uh keep the parody going cuz God knows we love a parody rate of queen. Um but I what what my problem is is they're strategizing, and yet we know that this Raider Queen thing isn't going to last all season. Yeah, it looks like we do it one more time uh, next week. So, um, yeah. which yeah. you know, I'm happy for for the sound effects, <laughs> but I find Raider Queen to be so disorienting. I like I immediately my brain just like shuts down, and I just wait for it to be over. Uh oh, I I don't know. Um, the circle is deserves to be parodied, so I you know I don't know. It's, it's cute the editing of it. I'm like, wait, cute. who's number? Like, I can't. Am I supposed to follow oh, along here? No, no. Yeah, no, so it's no. like they don't want you to know. Yeah, and so it's almost like, well, now I'm trying to, and so now I'm having a very disorienting experience. You know, if it, it might be worth you just watching one episode of the circle and going to the end of the episode. And just hearing, you know, the contestants go like, circle, put David in top, in position number four. Uh, you know, because that's how they like have to speak to the computer like they're talking to an AI bot. Um, I don't know. I, uh, it, it, it's a cute little, it's a cute little section. Um, it's particularly because it's a pink triangle. I think it's pretty clever. Well, you know, send me a clip. You know, we talked about that, you know. Oh, yeah. Send, send, you send me the clip. Show me the clip. Right. Show me the receipts. So, Mary, even further, why I'm confused about your um, Megami Island, because um, let me tell you, yes, protect Megami, but Megami is also a self-identified Disney game. Hey, listen, and I know you have thoughts on I that. I practically dove off the dock when I heard that one. I was like, <laughs> all right, you are pushing it. You're pushing it, Bobby. Um, you know, I I had to just say, hey, listen, you know, what am I going to what? I, just don't rub it in my face. You know what I mean? Just, you know, do whatever you want. But just don't, like, you don't have to, you know, be so brazen about it. There's kids. Oh um, uh, one quote I pulled out, uh, and I wonder if you had the same reaction I did, was when Plasma says, when it's Plasma turn to take the stage, it's Plasma's stage. And there's no one in the world who can take that from me. I mean, let loose, honey, let loose. That's when I was getting full la duped. 
she put up her, she put up her Ladukes. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a reference queen at heart. So when she said that, I immediately thought of that line from Showgirls. This is a deep cut. So they're like, I don't know, shopping at the pavilion. And Molly says to Nomi, one more credit and they're going to have to give me that degree. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, Molly, that's, that's, that's how graduation yeah, works. That's pretty much uh, how college goes, honey. You've got it. Just you, you got it on they're them. They're going to give you the degree mm-hmm. once you finish your credit load. Yep. Like, that's how, that's it, works. how it works. Um, and so it's like plasma when it is your turn. Yep. Yeah. It's it. It will be your stage. Yeah. It's it's That's a solo right. act. So it looks like you've. I think you're right. Guess we'll find out. Uh, but she is a sweetie, Dottie, right? Little plasma. Oh, I mean, uh, oh, harmless, my God. sweetie. I'm just, you know, when it comes to these 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 New York, you know, New York City, you know, musical theater gays, I I have to, you know, I can't help it. I live in Astoria. I have the right to poke fun. Yeah, no, of course, of course, because she's, you know, she's one of those theater queens. Um, She was also part of a scene with Hershey that is a drag race parallel. Uh, And if you visit us on Instagram at AllRightMaryPod, you can go over and see the video I cut together. But it fit perfectly with when Candy Muse found out that her arch nemesis had kids. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I just I love that these moments keep happening. Right. You had the. The Violet and Trixie moment paralleled with Cornbread and uh, who is the little sister uh, that we loved? Jasmine Kennedy. Um, You know, uh, the parallels are fun to find. Oh, I mean, indeed. uh, Let it be known once again. She's got kids. Uh, Yeah, so she's got kids. Hershey's got kids. So we've got in terms of the parents of Drag Race. Let's see if we can you remember the parents of American Drag Race. We've got well, Tempest du Jour. Yep, she's got kids. You're never too old to dream, really. That's right. She's got kids. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Are we counting Kasha Davis? I think we should. Dogs? I what don't and didn't doesn't Mr. <laughs> Davis have kids or something that she's like a stepmom? Oh, I don't know about that. Well, we'll say Mrs. So. Davis has kids in my fantasy. All right. Anybody before season six? Yes. Oh, who? Uh, King Tyra. <gasps> Oh yeah, Tyra, sweetie, mm-hmm. Tyra, honey. Tyra, honey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Tyra. Can you get her the paper bag? Yeah, Tyra had a kid. Oh right, she was the first one. She was the first one, and I think okay, I think it wasn't until Tempest okay. that anybody that had they brought more daddies. They out. brought okay. more dads out. They brought more more people with kids, and then I think after that, it may have not been until uh, Tamisha. And now Hershey. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. Yeah. All right. Well, come on, daddies. Bind, you know, bind, bind it together, Nancy. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Protect those kids. We want to feel know. it in May. Protect queer art yeah. and protect kids. Yeah. 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 Well, um, well, Mary, Becky G is here. Oh, okay. okay. Well, talk about a criminal. Boom. Becky G walks in. Becky motherfucking G. Because they showed Geneva saying that in the commercials. They showed her saying like so many times I heard her say, Becky G walks in. Becky motherfucking G. It's, so it's a bit of my criminal of the episode. Yeah, I wonder if they kept showing that because they because Geneva was going to lip sync for her later. Uh, yeah, to one of her songs, which is kind of cool. And I guess a reminder um, of uh, 
Becky, not Gina G. Gina G. Put that. I'll put that clip in right here. Gina G. But yeah, I'm so. I know that I'm. I'm an old woman with cheese. But like, what's a Becky G? Mary, she's just another pop star. Have you heard of her before this? Um, I know about that song that she did with Bad Bunny, which I think is what. Um, What's her face was quoting? What Geneva was quoting? Majoris, um, where that song that she's just like, I like older guys to fuck me. That's basically what the song I is. didn't even know about that. I I am only vaguely aware of Bad Bunny, but he looks like a you know tricks are for kids. Let me tell you what you know. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, yeah. Be- Becky G, I just know I knew she existed essentially. Um, yeah, Mary, it's just not our again. Uh, this show continuously is not for us anymore, right? And that's okay. We just have to watch the show being like, oh, that, many people love that person. Great. I'm not I'm not pooping in anyone's cereal. We had Charlie Theron last week. They hey, they know I'm a young adult Aeon fan. Flux. Yes. Yeah, like <laughs> I, young adult Eileen. Um it's just it's it I think given we had a, you know, Charlie Saron, you know, Oscar, an Oscar winning special guest and then a Beyonce lip sync. It was just like, oh, mm. this was a this was this this came from a different budget. I was going to say, yeah, the to be on episode one, I think, is a really good thing. And I think that's also speaks to why a lot of people keep thinking that episode one was better than episode two. And in many ways, they're right. Like, they had a, a different type of budget. There was a different lip sync kind of energy at the end. Uh, it was, you know, the excitement of starting the season. Um, and these seven are kind of playing catch up now, in a way. It just, you know, I think the, it felt like, oh, we're going to start the season with a bang, like they've done with Lady Gaga or they've done with Christina Aguilera. Like, they have these guests where it's like, oh, wow, okay, we're really kicking things off. And it's someone that even, you know, even an old acorn like myself has heard of, but like, so when it's like, Oh, our big special guest is only someone you're going to know if you're like one of the kids, it's like, Oh, that's not really the same impact, you know, not the same impact for us. Yeah. Uh, And the other thing that I think is very interesting about putting Blaine Jane on the second episode, she's on the second episode with like the indoor kids. Well, I mean, that's the thing to think about is, you know, maybe Geneva's not an indoor kid, but still. But Geneva's like, like Geneva's going to she's a nice kid. She's she's yeah. definitely going to play like pretty pretty princess on the porch if it's raining, okay? Like I think that Yeah, she's doing hopscotch on the driveway, yeah. you know, and singing songs and jump rope, you mm-hmm. know, like it's contained. Yeah, she has a little like boom box and she plays she puts a little like cassette in of like, you know, uh Selena maybe. And does a little, yeah, little yeah. choreography. She, yeah. Her mom brings out the ice pops. She doesn't mm-hmm. need to go in to get them. And it's the yeah. it's the little plastic one where you, you rip off the end to squeeze pops, you know? Oh, the squeeze pops. Yeah, maybe there's a joke. Oh, uh, maybe there's a joke. In there. Oh, if there's maybe if it's an ice pop on a stick, there might be uh, like one of those right. one of those shark ice pops. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like she saves those sticks and then like glues them to, you know. The, the the basement wall where she makes you know. fans you know what i mean because then she like folds Something. up like little yeah. paper and glues it and then she makes a fan and then she does uh-huh. a little performance with the fan 
A Selena, yes. you know. To Selena. Uh -huh. Yes, yes. Como la flor. Me, okay, yeah, como yes. la flor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Ross Matthews is knee deep in pussy, um, but we do get Derek Barry as Britney again. And I have to say, this appearance of Derek was so fabulous. Oops, I'm doing it again. It's like she really <laughs> understood the assignment by the second episode. And, you know, listen, Derek's slime part, Derek's brilliant. willingness to be slimed. I think we have to yes. recognize Derek's willingness <laughs> to show up and do the job. Pitch perfect. I honestly have so much respect yeah, for Derek. You're right, I Mary. really do. Derek yeah. did the job. I changed. Yeah. Yep. I like, I really, I appreciate it. I get where Derek lives in all of this. And I just, every season I need Derek in like some little form, you know? I feel like Derek secretly though, didn't want the slime on her, but was like, oh no, of course. Yeah, I'm right. that type of person. Yeah, sure, whatever. But like secretly was like, oh God. Like uh, for any top model fans, it's kind of like Alexandria um, on the All-Star season when she had to pretend that she liked her hair getting cut, but was crying mm -hmm. while she was saying how much she loved it. It's like, uh, I, I do see between Derek's kind of facade here and um i think he's really trying so he's really i appreciate trying. that and i i yeah. i can't i we, we cannot say that we're not entertained by derek like we still no. quote you called her a pig in a wig like yes derek is i'll yeah i don't know i i'm coming around on a lot of people this year you know well uh, oh god um uh, anyway so geneva geneva has her her I guess joy and comedy routine. Um, I did love the song. I did the I'm Geneva, the diva mas Latina. You know, it's an earworm and it's kind of like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. And that's good. I'm glad she did it. I, th I loved her routine. I thought, it, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought she kicked off the talent show with, you know, uh, she did a little traditional. She did a little like, you know, classic, you know, uh -huh. you know Comedy. texas buck and queen kind of you know moment uh -huh. yeah, um yeah. <laughs> so we got you know this car was not a this was a four-door sedan you know what i mean this wasn't a little coupe yeah she's she's a, a strong contender for at least top six i really like her and she's got a good energy i i like geneva yeah a lot. i have a i have a nice yeah. warm feeling I'm rooting for yeah. her i liked when yeah, india said she her. seems like someone who would cook for you and i was like yeah that's a, that's a high compliment <laughs> It's great. Right? Uh, how astute. I love yeah. that. Like, uh, I want to be that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Hershey and the Jungle. Oh, my. Now, like, we, I think we need to recognize, and there are other <laughs> looks, but the first one that comes to mind is Trinity K. Bonet as a crossing guard in uh -huh. All Stars. Yes. Six. There are yes. certain looks where it's. That's like, drag. Yep. <laughs> you know, Darian is Billie Eilish. There's certain looks where it's like, yes. Oh, Wow, this is very much. It's drag. Yeah, it's also drag. This is protect all, queer art. This right? is also, but like, those are workmen's pants. You know, like it's just, and I love That's it. That's from Dickies. That's, yes, yeah. I can see the little blue and red and yellow in the label. That is, in, um, is that a Carhartt uh, jacket you're wearing? Got it. Um. You know, like I think you well listen. I think you had to get that from Cintas. I think you had to order that from Cintas. I think you went to the uniform store. <laughs> I I will say this. 
I get it. I get how this is a talent. Because what she is saying, like, what's my talent? My talent is my ability to keep a wig on. And then there's this whole number around that talent. And so I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it. Uh, great. Show us your talent of keeping a wig on, which is very drag. And, and then do a little number about that. Worked for me. There was comedy. There was dancing. Um, there was sass. And yeah, she wore Bermuda shorts, Mary. Yeah. She she was in the jungle. Um, but work. But work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but work. You know, Jane Goodall over there. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> pointing out the gorillas in the mist. Yeah, Jane Goodall, Accord Jete. I, I, Sigourney Weaver Jete. Sigourney Weaver Jete. Yeah. Sigourney, the uh, anthropologist Jete. I, I mean, I loved it. It was, but I loved it because of the shorts and the top. I loved it yes. because she yes. still looked like she worked at Bush Gardens the entire time. <laughs> And I love that. I because no one else. Looked, <laughs> it was Jurassic Park cosplay. Yeah. It was so good. No one else looked like they were the regional manager of a rainforest cafe, but her, she did. Okay, so Mary, I loved it. Mary, it's uh, it's like fodder for Shane Gillardi to create a comic book cover about her. You know, bringing people into the Rainforest Cafe. I, I just think it's graphic. It's memorable. It's funny. It's drag. It's not that serious. No one's going home this episode. Um, and she 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 leaned in to the whole part, to the whole experience. She wasn't worried that she needed to wear like a gorgeous gown or a bathing suit. God forbid you come to the first episode wearing a bathing suit. But like I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I get you, Hershey LaCourgette. You are camp. You, you, you're probably going to show us glam later. But yeah, first episode, you're doing this comedy whiplash number. Show us fucking camp. This is brilliant. Literal camp because you're tenting in the jungle. Yeah, you're giving us Brian Fellows. And I, you know, <laughs> you're crazy like a baby dog. I love it. I just... <laughs> Shut that bird up! Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I loved it. It was so weird, but I just the fact that that was the outfit the entire time. I was like, "That's great! I love this." I just, you know, <laughs> I what this is. This is also our island. I feel like people have stopped listening. They're like, "I, I can't get behind." Yeah, these we two. haven't even gotten to some of these other ones. I mean. So let's talk about uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about plasma, plasma because listen, yeah. Mary, I this was a really really impressive routine, I think. And granted, like yeah, maybe the Maryland joke like wasn't that funny, but this was this was a talent. This was impressive, and the judges were like, "Yeah, you did too much." Well, when, I don't believe it. I'm not buying it, Gia. When it started with the look and everything, I was like, oh, this is giving me like The Crucible as a jazz musical. And I thought, well, now we're going somewhere. Oh, but then it wasn't. Okay. Um, I think cut the impressions, you know, just uh, oh. I would say the just cut all of them. Just cut the impressions. Just sing and do burlesque and have it be a funny song. Um, I think when she said, I put my hands on that mic, I knew what to do. I was home. I was like, 
Oh, you don't like theater queens. I know. I know. Well, I, I, know. I just, I hear it and I say, oh, what? no, here's the thing. Yep. It's not so much that it's precious. It, and it's, it's not so much that I don't like theater queens. It's that RuPaul doesn't like theater queens. Yes. Because it's precious. Because it's precious. And that's why, that's why Megami, you know, was, her critique was put next to Plain Jane's. There's something too precious about Plasma's feeling home on the stage. Yeah, yeah it, it's like what it's like that song from Annie, like one bag, two hearts, three knees. What's that song when she gets to New York? So it's it's NYC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, the lyric is uh, it's uh, two bucks, one bag, one me. Yeah. Close enough. Or three bucks, two bags, one me. Close That's enough. Yeah. Well, um, exactly. Whatever. Yeah, mine has uh, a bit it's of, a featured role. Yeah. Mine has a bit of a, a problem. Um Three knees. So, uh, okay, well, let's, before we talk about uh, Megami the Stallion, let's talk about Nymphia. The sleeve demons. Mary, what is this trend? Yeah. I feel like this is the fifth one that's, that's like, pretty iconic with these long sleeves. We had one last episode. Uh, I know Denim did it, mm-hmm. right? Um, there was uh, the other one. Uh, I think Willow did it in the design challenge. Had yep. huge sleeves. Yep. Yeah, this is becoming a real trend. Uh, you know, trend alert. It, it was it, to the point where I was like, "Oh, Nymphia, I I feel bad that so many other people I feel like have done sleeves recently that it it took a just the tiniest bit away." But this was such a good performance. Mm. My Shazam on my phone could not figure out what the song was, but I was like, somebody tell me what this song is. I want to like work on Salesforce while listening to this song. So one of my favorite parts was the Billy Elliot leap is what I'm calling it. Have you seen Billy Elliot? Uh, no, I know three things about it. Okay. So at the end of the movie, you know, Billy Elliot's like all grown up and we haven't really seen him. And his father is in the audience, like coming to watch him in this ballet. And uh, and then and then Billy Elliot comes out on stage, but he's like all grown up and he does this like beautiful leap just across the stage and then exits. And it's just this like and it's in slow mo and it's just like <gasps> and it's just like and the audience is like they gasp and it's like all that. And so that's what this I mean, that one leap that Nymphia does, I'm just like, oh shit. Mm. That that's not easy stuff. Like that's not a spring stage. Like there's no spring in that stage. No, that's an autumn. Yeah. I uh <laughs> you know, when I watch It's a dawn. That's a dawn. <laughs> Where's your spring stage, Dawn? Um, you know, when I watched this, because I watched that Friday night, you know, through MTV. Bruce Springstage. Yeah, Bruce, Sorry, yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, she's the boss. Uh, when I watched this on Friday on MTV, it, it was like, it showed this performance. And then the commercial break, the first ad was for Shen Yun. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, no. This is because uh, that because that raises the question. I think it's Shen Yun, no? I, yeah. well, Tamar, I mean, I call it Shen Yun. Oh, right, 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 right. right, right. I don't mean to make... Nymphia's performance a tangent onto Shen Yun, but I have to say that as someone who's been in New York for a while and has been seeing the ads for Shen Yun for a while and then hearing like, oh, Shen Yun's a cult, I just am fascinated. And the commercial, it was like oh, all of these yeah. like white people in New York being like, oh my God, I'm so inspired. Yeah. I'm yeah. so hopeful. And I'm like, 
what is oh, this? God. New Yorkers and famous people love to shit on Shen Yun. Uh, it's an interesting kind of rabbit hole uh, to try to investigate what Shen Yun is, for sure. Um, one thing that I did want to say about Nymphia's performance, which is similar to Megami's, RuPaul's kind of reaction, like, obviously she liked the reveals and the jumps and whatever, and her reaction at the end is like, yay! And to me, you know, bringing something cultural to the drag stage, I think, is great. Similar to Megami, like, yes, or, or even Mar- Mariah, um, bring something to the stage that is powerful, right? Uh, that is different. That isn't just like, you know, yuck, yuck jokes, right? Um, but there is something still precious about it. There was no way that the judges could have really critiqued Nymphia Wind. Well, there was no way that they were going to be like, well, that was really bad. Or I don't know if your technique was, you know, like not only could they not do that, but they also wouldn't do that. Like a love letter on the runway. It's similar. If you have like, you know, performance art as opposed to a drag performance uh, on a drag stage, it's very limiting about like what you can kind of critique. Now that's not taking away this, the talent of this show, like talent is talent and entertainment is entertainment and it wasn't boring and it was great. Um, You know, and some might say that the act after might've fallen a little short. Well, maybe RuPaul at some point said, well, Shen already young had hers and they had to cut it because it was offensive, um, which I still have questions about Shen Yun. I know you skirted right past that topic, but I I have questions and I want answers. So somebody needs to talk to you about Shen Yun. Um, right. Let's talk about Megami the Stallion. Megami... <laughs> I just, I just heard that. <laughs> yeah. What was with the flowers, the bouquets at the front of the stage? Oh, I didn't even notice. Did them. you notice? No, those? I didn't even notice. Oh, them. yeah. Well, you know, I think it's worth kind of just starting with where the editors were with Megami. So after the performance, uh, first of all, you had like Becky G looking over at RuPaul with this kind of like, oh look, um, and then they cut to Plain Jane. Like you take away the message, and what is your talent? Holding up posters. Is she giving us anything worth protecting? That's the question. And Mary, I listen, like I said, if you have, if you want to do sort of like activist drag or there's something, a powerful message drag that you want, you know, do it for sure. And I praise Megami for doing it. I think it takes balls. I think that's like guts. Yes, do it. You're on this platform and you might go home the next week. Yeah, do it. I just don't think she, I don't think she's very good at it. Like, I don't think it was um, uh, conceived very well. I just, I, I, I don't. Well, I, so I feel like there's a lot of focus on this eagle. It's this eagle. Caw, caw. That's my eagle. Um, this easel with the sign and, you know, just holding up signs. But it was like, but wait a minute. The rest of the lip sync was really good. And I just feel like, that I'm not understanding. Of like, but I thought the rest of the lip sync was really good, and I didn't even need the easel and the signs. I thought it was. I thought that she had conveyed the message with uh, yeah. with the performance. There was a little moment with the flag where I was like, "Oh, I think you kind of you nailed it." I didn't need kind of like what was it when we talked to um Jeannie, I think when she was like, you know, words on mm. when you wear words oh, on right. your dress. It's like if if that's the only way you can get your message across come on now find another way and i actually thought that the performance up to the easel had communicated the point 
And I thought we also just like, well, your talent, much like many of these other queens, is lip syncing to a song. You happen to have chosen right. a song that's a lot more interesting than some of these other queens have lip synced to, by the way. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't see how that's not valid. And then holding up the signs, I get it. But I think there was a part of me that also felt like it was such a like... She she talked about this on, on Twitter of like, I knew they couldn't edit my talent show out. And there was something kind of. Oh, wow. So smart. Right. It's like because she was like, there was a lot of other conversations that happened this episode that did get cut. And I knew they couldn't edit my talent show. And I felt like there was also something interesting about taking instead of trying to do like, you know, what when like uh, what's her name? uh uh, Manila painted something upside down and then turned it over. In the end, we saw it was a painting. Instead of like trying to make a thing out of that, it was like unmissable of like holding up a sign to, on TV in front of people saying, if you love us so much on TV, which you're doing right now, love us in the voting booth. And I just thought there was something so like hijacked about this talent show that we're over here. Everyone's everyone's sucking on plain Jane's toes for hijacking Rada queen. And I kind of feel like Megami took the same energy here of like, I'm not going to waste my opportunity. And like, I don't know. I, I kind of loved it. And I, I was like work bitch. That was like, don't waste my time with your stupid, like, you know, uh, bitch track about why you should be crowned. Boring, you know? No, I get that. I get that. I will say, Plain Jane didn't have a bitch track. Uh, and I'm know, not referring uh, to Plain and, Jane here, but, you know... they're And Hershey, neither. You know, I don't know. Like, those were... At least they were different, right? Um, but uh, in terms of Megami, I, I don't know. I just feel like... it. I feel like if you're going to say something, definitely say something. I sort of got... I got what she was trying to do with the song and the flag and then the easel. It, it just felt like such a basic message, protect queer art. And, uh, and, and even plain Jane's retort aside, like, okay, but what does that mean? Is, is that, is, is it just drag or are you talking about other things? You know, well, here's I, the, I don't here's know. Here's the other it, thing is I feel like we're seeing this on Canada and we're seeing this on Drag Race this season that when they were filming this, there was like a very different political climate about drag. Yes. Like there was, right. It was so right. much more in the news about like literal like, you know, bans on drag and whatnot. And I feel like that's the other side of this is like a lot of that stuff, for lack of a better term, fizzled out because it wasn't. It didn't hold water, and I'm not saying. Well, because it was all it was all anti-trans stuff, yeah, right. And then they used this, the drag stuff to kind of cover that up and to get you know other people alarmed and 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 motivated. Um, but at the end of the day, like <laughs> trans women are still under attack, right? Um, but the like drags, but this whole idea of we've needed drag now more than ever. Drags under attack. Drag, drag, drag. That's right. not as much in the air as it may have been when these seasons Correct. are being filmed. And that's yeah, also that's why true. I think it's such a topic on these shows, but watching it now, it almost feels like, yeah, I mean, there's just so many other things going on right now, you know, like to be real, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm entering this episode of like, all right, this is a drag show. I don't 
actually, if you're going to have a message, I don't need the message because you are the message. You, you're the star. You forgot, Tammy. Megami could have done anything on that stage. And that to me is a political statement, right? Because what Megami is saying, like protect queer art, which includes Burger Finger, right? And, and, and it has to. So I, but I just want to make sure that like, if we're going to say protect queer art, it can also be very silly and filthy and, uh, you know, with big jumping tits, right? Like we are protecting that art too. It's not just the precious stuff. It's not just the performance art stuff. Um, and that's kind of the part of it that I felt was too slogany about Megami's um, message. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think it, it, excludes you know the jimbo drag or that i don't think it's like protect queer art but it can only be sasha valore crying in front of a projection screen i i know i know that but that's what I, I just feel like they're gonna call that art but they're not gonna call you know uh maybe even maya doing the the, the flipping and the tumbling art it's still art i do think to your point that like the retort a lot of people have had to this is like, oh, plain Jane's going to say that. And then look at the stupid thing she did. Is that really worth like, mm. I, I think that's a false equation. I think that was more just people being upset because plain Jane, like was being a mean girl. They don't like, plain you Jane. know, yeah, mean yeah. Girl. I, okay. So then here's where I stand and, and listen, it's just an opinion and it, and it might change tomorrow. Um, and we love Megami. I thought that Megami's performance could have been a better performance. Was it a great lip sync? Yes. But I don't think like I don't think it was conceived uh to uh, to a high high enough level that I was that I'm that I find it remarkable. I I find it remarkable that she had the gall to do that and that and I praise that and I praise her lip syncing ability and I wanted more and I wanted something uh I don't know. Uh, better there there that's all it is and i i i hear you i think to look at the positive i think it's always good to bring some four non-blondes to drag race uh that's a classic <laughs> song bring a little linda perry to drag race um and i do think to like on a lighter note i the the soak what up energy of plain jane's talking ahead after her performance is um talk about a drag race parallel you okay? Oh yeah. yeah, Drag Race parallels absolutely. Um, the and, and in terms of playing Jane's performance, I mean, it it's ve- it is very memorable, um, uh, particularly because it had it was Jimbo like, you know, Jimbo had the the stink finger on All Stars. Uh, Jimbo had those big boobs. Um, what I liked about it was that her comedy was her talent, and she put it in this drag place, kind of like Hershey took you know oh i can keep a wig on really well that's my talent here i'm going to put it in a drag place and that's kind of what plain jane did here she was just like well comedy is kind of my thing and i'm gonna squirt mustard and ketchup for way too long on my tits well you know i i appreciate i think it was sister mary emily who pointed out that like well Estrella did it better on Drag Race España, and it was an important reminder that Estrella Extravaganza's similarly themed talent show performance in season two of Drag Race España is, I remember for some reason that song, like, I got me choked up. I remember it's just a, it's a great number, and it also involves squirting, I believe, ketchup and mustard, and it, like as much as we're all like, oh, it's Jimbo Light. It's like, oh, like, but let's remember what Estrella did with hot dog with hot yes. dogs and hamburgers. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Did I think this was going to win? Uh, I was actually surprised that it won. But the way RuPaul was laughing, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I tried to separate the feelings from the performance and just like watch, okay, like what if you were living for, what, what if this queen was giving you Deja Sky vibes all episode? How would you feel about this performance? And I mean, it's certainly interesting. I think I, here's, here is something that I think it, I think it came up maybe the last episode of like, you know, Oh, RuPaul loves when you do something weird, you know, like RuPaul, I think they're all aware of Willow Pills talent show. You know, and yes. certainly Jimbo at this point. And they're aware that, like, as RuPaul's been saying for for years, make me fucking laugh. And so, like, I think, you know, we saw it this episode with Plasma. We saw it with Plain Jane. Um, like, we see it with certain queens that know, like, okay, my talent right now is to make RuPaul laugh. That's the goal. That's what I want to represent is whatever it is going to make RuPaul laugh. And RuPaul loves weird. RuPaul loves irreverent. Um, RuPaul loves a fat ass, you know, it's like you just, and so I, I did feel like there was something a little bit studied about choosing this. Like it was mm. a little on the nose of like, mm. oh, I'm going to do something weird. It's going to involve food and it's going to involve weird things that are stinky. And like, it's just like, oh my God, you're just like, you're pulling from a known shelf. Um, and are we remembering Plain Jane's performance more than Plain Jane's attitude all episode i'm kind of like this act was fine but i don't know uh M maya definitely could have taken it here plasma i thought really showcased something uh and obviously you know my feelings on hershey yeah so i don't know i'm just kind of like was is it just that rupaul laughed really really hard and it was super weird and she said a phrase that rupaul had never heard before which is burger finger you know is that it is that right. it? okay because yeah right. maya was it's not my show it's her show yeah so. maya was giving us you know some davenport vibes and then flipping on oh, the table jesus christ um Oh my God, she was so good, Mary. Yeah, is she gonna flip from there? She was the legs jiggling, mm -hmm. and then RuPaul RuPaul actually responded really well to Maya. Which, oh my God, I love when she does that. Yeah, um, I Maya was I don't know. I thought Maya's kind of being brushed underneath the table, so to speak. Well, and I, of course, you know, this there's the critiques, and then there's of course people who actually win, and then you know gets back to the the Rada Queen situation, and like. You know, mm. did did plain Jane's little, you know, trickery keep Nymphia out of the top? Because I really feel like to me, Nymphia felt like, you know, and we can get into oh, the looks so, as well. Yeah. But like, yeah, the look. that Ugh. that's a real top two performance, top two week, you know? Yeah, no, Nymph Nymphia, Nymphia, um, she that runway was um bananas yeah it and was I, so good i do wonder you know i i remember back in the day when when michelle after seven seconds of dusty's dots was like i'm looking forward to a dust a dot free dusty soon after one week of dusty and her dots i <laughs> right. i wonder at what point uh that michelle is gonna say i'm finding the bananas a little less appealing than i did the first oh, week you God. know yeah uh yeah no uh her look was great miss wind um i Hershey's was fine. She looked pretty. Um, she obviously, when you make a drag race reference, 
like it's she's certainly uh cornbread's sister right like she knows make the references it's chocolate um and she looked great i thought actually i thought this was a really strong week for runways except for maybe maya um because plasma i thought looked fine um and yeah. uh geneva car geneva car listen talk about like a genie type of um contestant somebody that is like really really thoughtful her comment mary this is one to remember i didn't even leave things on the floor it was a reveal not a take things off kind of gig. I mean, that is worth noting. And it's funny because I think like two runways earlier, Plasma leaves like so many things on the floor. And it's like, <laughs> that is how you do a reveal. Yes, that's right. That's right. Three reveals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clothes everywhere, you know. Um, and I love a tomato pin cushion. I love, I think it was Nikki Dahl who did the reference to the like, the the, mm, the pin cushion yes yes the yes. can with the um the cookie can that has the the, the ingredient the sewing stuff inside i mean uh-huh. it, there is for some reason all of our grandmas had the dance cookies uh tin container full of sewing stuff and the tomato pin my cushion. mom yeah yeah i think my mom yeah. has both of them now um so yeah i don't know why that became a universal thing but uh wild i knew that pin cushion uh, but yeah, no, I, I I appreciated Geneva's look. Uh, we also got RuPaul, count it, Mary, going, ooh. So again, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna force this down your throat until you recognize it. That this is the thing RuPaul does. The ooh. Yeah, because every time I bring it up, you're like, oh, I don't know. Does she do that? I, you know, it, it, send me a clip. You know, make a sound. <laughs> if the soundboard worked, you know, we could play it. Oh god. Um, but no, her look was great. She had she had a true reveal, which I really appreciated. Um, Megami, I got the reveal, um, and I thought she looked great. Um, but yeah, did it have the same sort of impact? Was it a little too kind of heady? Um, yeah, and this is where you know, I can I can get on the ferry, you know, back to Manhattan and say, no, nah, I mean, if you're going to do a reveal, that this isn't a reveal, you know. But she looked right, great. Right. It just wasn't like a reveal. Um, and I don't think revealing to a bathing suit is like taking, you know, I like I love Maya. I really do. And, I, you know, uh, she missed that first reveal. Like it was just like, wait, what were you wearing? Yeah, I think that work. like... I took that note that ultimately like revealing, you know, doing a reveal that ends in a bathing suit, I feel like tends to be anticlimactic, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Um, Yes. You know, so unless you're doing something like Nymphia where it's like, oh, you have moldy bananas on your, on your tits. Okay. You know? Yes. It's conceptual. Yeah. Yeah, It makes sense. Um, And then plain Jane, fuck Ross Matthews, right? Uh, it's not fuck Russ Matthews, you know, eat my ass faggot. No, it's, it's more just, I'm kind of tired of, of, of it always working whenever they want it to work, but not when it, they don't want it to work. I don't get why this was hiding under Elsa, but I'm thrilled it was. It's like, ah, uh, that doesn't work for me actually as a critique. Yeah. I, it was like Elsa to Lisa, you know, and, but they're, but, <laughs> but, that wasn't clear that that's what she was like. There wasn't like, I think, I think what she wanted to do is like this look underneath is this like, you know, this Boston, this, this Boston Megan, you know, big titted. Yeah. yeah. And it was right. like, okay, cool. Great. But like, then the first look should probably have something to do with that as well. Like there should be some connection here. And 
Well, both were her, right? She's this Russian dynasty queen, but underneath, she's just this like whore from Boston. But it, but it was reading as like Elsa to you know, just like you know, go Cubs or no, that's Chicago. Jimbo. Go Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go Sox. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and I'll 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 say this as well. I think, I think I'm already tired of the breastplates. Oh yeah, they're kind of overstaying their welcome, yeah. aren't they? I think I'm tired of them. I think that, and like, not for nothing, but I feel like Plain Chain was trying to do these like big breastplate reveals as if they were as impactful as Jimbo's, and it's like, oh, oh my God, there's breasts underneath. Whoa, like I don't. It just, I think, yeah, I think it's just a little overused, and I think the fact that like. Both of both her reveal in the talent show and on the runway was to like look at my big breasts. It's like okay, well, other than breasts, like what talent are you showing that we should be protecting? You know, I'm not for they're nothing. Called, they're called boobs. Yeah, yeah. but like um, call them back. You know, I, I, you know, if we're talking about uh, Burger Finger and Plain Jane, you know, after this critique, you know, they're praising the look and whatever, uh, and praising her act, and RuPaul says. They can do whatever they want in Congress or whatever, but we have Burger Finger. This is a critique that came right after Megami being, you know, them saying that, you know, it was like, well, the Aiza was there and we were waiting for it and it didn't, it wasn't really uh, totally thought out. And I, I, I couldn't help but hear the juxtaposition between how they were responding to this burger finger having this huge impact and it's drag versus Megami who uh, took a real risk and uh, maybe didn't have the same type of impact. Yeah. I, I think I, I, it's not that I, I mean, listen, it's not that I don't get it. I totally get it. I don't think that burger finger is that funny. Like I get it. I get it. Like, I don't think so either. I didn't really laugh. I laughed when the ketchup and mustard kept squirting out for too long. That was the funniest part of it. Otherwise, yeah, I was. I wasn't. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, pickle surprise was, was done a long time ago. Like, it's it's not actually like RuPaul being like, I've never heard those two words together. It's like RuPaul. It's a ripoff of pickle surprise and every other weirdo act that involved. Like, this isn't that original. Like, oh my god, this is like. I think somebody, somebody on Twitter, I think even Plain Jane retweeted of like, she's like the, the Timu Jimbo, which I guess is the new wish.com. But it was a little oh. bit of that of like, it's kind of like when they do like a really crappy remake of a Disney movie. And so there's like Ratatouille and then there's like oh, Mouse yeah. Kitchen, you know, uh-huh, and it's uh-huh. just Mouse yeah. Kitchen. Mouse hunt. Yeah. So that's uh, all. You know, I wrote down, <laughs> is the queer art in the room with us right now? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have a I didn't have a problem with Plain Jane's act. You know, it was fine. Um I did think that it had a little bit more impact. People were talking about it more than Megami's, honestly. Yeah. I I think it just it was like standalone beyond Megami's, but anyone else is like if I saw that this in a drag show, I'd be like, okay. Like I don't like I, I don't wouldn't know if the straight oh, There you go. Uh, maybe I mean you know maybe I would you know use a QR code right or a Venmo account, but um, I don't know if the 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 people that need to hear that message watching Drag Race are 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 really hearing what Megami is saying. Well, and of course that's the whole other part of it is like 
I think there's probably some percentage of people who like, of course, like we all know, like, you know, the problem is not that people are voting for quote unquote, you know, the wrong people. They're not voting at all. So like, and, and that'll cross over certainly into drag race audiences, but it's the people who are watching drag race already appreciate queer art, but I also get it where it's like, okay, you appreciate it, but do you go and do you vote? Like there is a difference and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be, you know, heavy hell in here, but like, I get it. I get where it's just like, no. How heavy was she? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm heavy hell and she's just my sister, but I get the idea of like, okay, you love drag. You love queer people so much. You love drag race, but like you don't fucking vote. Like I get that's who she's speaking to. Cause that is real. I don't think the people that, are that they need i yeah i think the people watching drag race are going to protect queer art i do i think it's a good i think for the same reason that they hold up those signs saying like register to vote at the end yeah go vote you know uh i do i really think that like there is a difference between i love drag queens i love gay people protect trans people and like actually you're right i take my words back yeah i take my words back i take my words back there are people that are just like oh I just, I, but I love you. She, her, hers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, her, hers. But then when it comes time to like, you know, go to the voting booth, it's like, or go to the supermarket, right? You don't want your tits grabbed. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I bet <laughs> if I grabbed your tits at the supermarket, I bet you'd be pretty mad, wouldn't you? No, I love you. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. Let's, you know, I, I feel like the the plain Jane discussion and maybe queer art and stuff like that is. Uh, you know, uh, we're talking off the cuff here and maybe we'll uh, continue those discussions uh, a little bit more nuanced, um, you know, throughout this season. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, Plain Jane did win. Um, obviously, you know, sort of uh, RuPaul loved that. Um, did win with Geneva. Um, that's the T. And that's what we were told. That is the T. And Mary, I got to say, I, if the nipple factor if that was unintentional, I, I mean, I don't think she knew. And, and I, I would have to be convinced very heavily that she Chanel it. I, so, and I'm not being contrarian. I felt the whole time. Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. She's done this before. Like, this is, a, this is a great idea. Oh, oh yeah. No, I thought oh. this was all part of the plain Jane act. And I didn't even dislike it. I liked it. I'm not even, I'm not. Oh, I loved it. I enjoyed it. But I was like, no, this is part of the lip sync. This is a performance. Like, she knew. She knew what she was doing. Yeah. Like, when she was on the floor, you could almost see, like, she was making sure the boob fell out. Like, <laughs> I could see her. I saw you, you know. Listen, uh, we're going to talk about MTV not blurring the nipple on Nuance. So, uh, Marys, if you are interested in hearing our thoughts on the inconsistencies of blurring nipples, uh, please join us over on patreon.com slash all right, Mary. But, um, yeah, I, I thought she played it off very well that she didn't know. It was uh, pretty expertly done. And I was laughing so hard when she laid down and that tit came out. I Or it was out. I laughed so hard and then her noticing it was just such brilliant tv i on on instagram i called it a thriller in four acts it was done so well she's the winner and she's a whore and listen white pumps are the sign of a true hooker and i love her for that and she has immunity so after all that 
Yeah. After that whole, that's why yep. I'm like, oh, this season. I know they're they're doing something because if they're gonna show this queen being shady boots all episode yeah. and yeah. all these cunty. little like you know cunty moments and critiques and whatnot, and then she's gonna win the lip sync. She's gonna beat Geneva Carr, who's like, oh, I I lip synced to you know uh, Becky G to G, Becky G, whatever her name is, all the time, and then she beats her, and then she wins, yeah. and then she gets immunity. It was like, oh, this is just chapter one. Oh, this season, yeah. I know. This- what's going on yeah. here yeah they're using the irreverence to their advantage because the drag race can always hide behind like well drag is also irreverent like it is somewhat offensive right like it is it 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 pushes boundaries and you put plain jane on uh she is pushing boundaries on the runway she's pushing boundaries on the challenge she's pushing boundaries in the lip sync she's pushing boundaries in the reality tv workroom and it's like okay we have this figure now that we can kind of use uh while we're telling all of these other stories i don't know uh i'm excited to see it uh it, it's interesting how it's playing out uh we'll see what happens i have no doubt that plain jane plain jane is going to go to the top five I mean, the way I see it is they edit these episodes already knowing how the whole season plays out. So mm-hmm. we are like, oh, let's see what's going to happen. But like, we're deliberately we already know. being yeah. shown <laughs> Jane percentages of what she's saying and placed at certain points because they already knew by the time they edited this episode the things that were going to happen once the queens all met up next week they already knew and so this is just the prelude to an ongoing narrative about jane that we're going to see and i just so it was Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like in a movie where you're like well yeah they have to make you like a little upset at first because then that's going to make what happens in act two all the more impactful you know Mm. Who's your BSA this episode? I'm going to give it to Megami just because I want to. All right, Mary. Uh, best supporting nipple. I'm giving it to that nipple. Yeah. Because that is what people are talking about. They're not talking about her talent show. No. Uh, I, I will say if I were to give, if I were to give a, a BSA to a smaller presence this episode, it would be the little clip that we have of Amanda from next week going, it's going to be a shit show. Cause I was like, yes, Amanda, I missed you. Oh, I love it. Well, Mary's, if you have any thoughts on the teen choice awards, the second episode, you can reach out to us on Instagram at all right, Mary pod. You can email us at all right, Mary podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. And if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny. Also, And you can hear more of me talking about best supporting actresses like Megami or Amanda or that nipple all on the best supporting podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course you can get more of both of us on Patreon, including nuance, the Ari Mary after show uh, and our, our concluding coverage of Canada's drag race season four, all at patreon.com slash. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Um, you know, uh, I, I wish I could talk about uh, a Mary Malbag comment that just came in um, about plain Jane, but uh, save it for nuance. You know, it's counter to, I will save it for nuance. Um, we have a last chance lip sync this week in honor of the best sporting nipple. Um, this is Grace Jones, nipple to the bottle. Ooh, well, pull up to the bumper, baby, and put your nipple to the bottle. All right, Mary. We'll see you next week. Totsins. That'll do. Colored one came in 
on the bottom. 